Okay. All right. Good to book. Daf Lamed in Meseches Tainis, the second to last daf in our beautiful and precious Mesechta. And we are about eight or nine lines from the top of the Amud. That's where we left off. And we're up to the part of the Mishnah which said, Erev Tishabav, Layechal Adam Beis Tavshilim Vachulu. On Erev Tishabav, a person's not allowed to eat two cooked foods at that meal. Okay? The, the primary focus of the remainder of this Amud, it's going to lead us into Amud Beis as well, is going to be the restrictions, particularly on the meals that have to do with Tishabav. Okay? The meals which we call the Sudas Mafsekes, the last meal before the fast, what the restrictions are. Let's get going. Amar Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says, This day you're not allowed to eat two cooked foods together at your meal is only after Chatzos, the second six hours of daytime. But if it is in the morning half of the day, okay, the first six hours of the day, mutter is going to be permitted to have two cooked foods at your meal. Viyama Rav Yehuda, and Rav Yehuda continues to say, Laishanu, this, we only learned this, this is only true, Ella Besuda Hamafsik Ba, when it is your final meal, before you start the fast of Tishuba. Ava Besuda Shena Mafsik Ba, Mutter, if it's not a Sudas Mafsekas, then it's allowed. So for example, let's say I'm eating lunch, it's the afternoon, it's the second six hours of the day, but I don't intend for this meal to be my Sudas Mavsekas. This is just my lunch. I'm going to have a Sudas Mavsekas at 6 p.m. Then, during your lunch, you're permitted to have these two cooked eggs, even though it's the second half of the day. Okay, the Tarbayu Lakula. Let's wrap up these, two, these uh, two statements of Rabbi Yehuda. Number one is he said that you only can't have two cooked dishes in the afternoon. And he let us know that if it's not your Sudas Mavsekes meal, even if it's the afternoon, it's Beseder. You're allowed to have your two cooked meals. And the Gemara says the following, both these statements are coming to be lenient on this meal. Utricha, and each statement is necessary. How so? Let's explain. Each one adds something to the other. If Rebuda would have said, let you can't have a meal by a Sudas Mavsekes when it's your last meal, why can't he just say that? Because then Havamina, Pilumisha I would have said, Oh, let's say my Sudas Mapsekas was breakfast on Arab Tishuba. It was early in the morning. You can't have two cooked foods. Kamash Valan, no. Even if your Sudas Mapsekas in the morning, you can have two cooked foods. If everybody would have just told us that you can't have two cooked two cooked foods by your afternoon meal, Havamina Pilubasudashidamapsikba. I would say no matter what, even if it's your regular lunch. And it's not your Sudas Mavsekas. You're not allowed to have two cooked foods. Kamash Malam, Besuda Ham Okay? So Rabbi Yehuda's halacha is that by Besuda's Mavsekas, which takes place in the afternoon, you can't have two cooked foods. Any other meal that doesn't meet those two criteria, it will be permitted to have two foods. Two cooked foods. Tanya, we learned in Ebrisa, Kalishna Kama, like the Lishna Kama, which is the first statement of Rabbi Yehuda, who says that it's only in the afternoon it's a problem, and Tanya Kalishna Brasa, we have another Brasa, letting us know that it's also specific in the afternoon to the Sudas Mavsekas. We have two Brasas proving each part of Rabbi Yehuda's statement, and let's go through them. Tanya Kalishna Brasa, we have a uh, Brasa, which is 
which is proving Reb Yehuda's second statement that is just, that is Dr. Vesudah's Mab when a person makes a suda on Arab Tishabav if he plans on eating another meal, basar you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine. Now we know we don't eat meat and drink wine anyway during the nine days, but whatever, be it as it may, it's teaching us the parameters around the Sudas Mapsekas. If it's not the Sudas Mapsekas, if it's not your final meal, then it's going to be permitted to have your meat and drink your wine. Okay. Now, if you could do that, we're going to assume that you could also have two cooked foods. We also have a brisa like the Lishna Kama, which stated that this is only true if it took place in the afternoon. Erev Tishabav, La Yechal Adam Shnei Tafshilan, Erev Tishabav, you shouldn't eat two cooked foods, La Yechal Basav, Lishti Ayin, nor should you have meat, nor should you drink wine. Rav Shimlil says, Yishana, all you got to do is change around your usual meals. Amr of Yehuda, Ketza Meshana, how do you change around your usual meal? He explains, Amr of Yehuda, if somebody was used to having two cooked foods at his meal, Yayma Yechal Min Echad, he should only have one cooked food. And if he used to eat with 10 people, okay, meaning he always had a fancy schmancy meal with guests and, and everything, then you should limit the amount of people you have your sudas mafsekas with. If you used to drink 10 cups of wine, you hit us at a suda. You should limit it. To five cups. He's sticking with your allowed to drink wine. But he says you got to limit everything. Only in the afternoon. But if it's before the afternoon, if it's the first six hours of daytime, mutter, it is going to be allowed. Hence, we have a brisa supporting both statements of Rabbi Yehuda. Again, that if you ha- if you're making a sudas mafsekas, it's your last meal, and it takes place in the afternoon, that's when we say. To not um, to to not have two cooked dishes. All right, Gavaldik, very good. Tanya idach. We learned in a, another brisa. Erev tishabav la'yechal adam shen tafshilan erev tishabav yishani two cooked foods la'yechal basal yishliyin and you should not eat meat nor should you drink wine. Devir Rebbe has been a Rebbe Meir. Bacham Imran. Bacham say no. You don't need a mamish limit everything. Limit all the cooked foods and the meat. You know what you, know you got to do? Yishani. You just need to change what your normal habits of, of your meal is. And minimize your meat and wine. Had you minimize If he's used to eating in an, a liter, which is a, a litra, which is a little less than a liter of meat, eat half that amount. You're used to drinking a lug of wine. Drink half that amount. If you're not used to drinking wine at all at your usual meals, so then, Usr, you shouldn't drink any wine. Rav Shingamil says, If he's used to eating radishes, or salty, or, uh, salty foods, after his meal, he's used to having it after his meal, he is permitted to have his regular dessert. Okay? We learned in our prices. Similarly, any meal that you're eating, as your final meal, as your sudas mafsekes, aser lechol basar, ve aser lishtais yayin, ve aser lerachait, and you're not let to wash either. Kol sheh, ain't I misham tishabav, let's say you're eating on Erev tishabav, but it has nothing to do with tishabav, I'm just eating lunch. 
This is not my sudas mafsekes. Mutter lecho basar Then you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine at that meal. The aser lercha it's but it's still aser to uh, it's still aser to wash. There's a whole machlekes whether this uh, this is a mistake or not. Rabbi Yishmael Rabbi these words of aser lercha it's Rabbi Yishmael Rabbi Yisiyimer Mishum Aviv Kol Shasham Mutter lecho basar Mutter lercha says no the two go hand in hand. And if you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine, you're allowed to wash. If you're not allowed to eat meat and drink wine, you're not allowed to wash. There's no such thing as not eating meat and drinking, uh, as eating meat and drinking wine, but not washing. Okay. Tonu Rabbanu. The rabbis loint, and so should we. Kol Any mitzvahs, any commandments that an ovel traditionally does, we keeps we keep that minhag for Tishabov. Asr Bachila, therefore, it's Asr Bachila Ubishtiya. Now Rashi immediately asks the obvious question. And Avos not allowed to eat for seven days? And Avos not allowed to drink for seven days? Of course he could. Right? So Rashi says, forget these two. Yeah? Hani ain't noigim ba'avol rashes. These words uh, are not noig ba'avol, but the kachosh of nami yisurim shnoigim by levad mehani denigi ba'avol rochitu sicha. But since it's in the same category as everything else we're about to list, so the brisa lists it as well. All right. So if you're bothered why it's listed in this brisa, even though an avol does it, Rashi forewarned us. Uvesicha, you now let anoint yourself if you need lots of sandal, wearing leather shoes, tash b'shamita, marital relations, v'yasur likras b'tayra. The same way in Avel, during Shiva, is not allowed to learn Davyaymi. He's not allowed to learn Tayra Neviyim Uksub, anything that doesn't have to do with his Avelus. So too, on Tishabov, we don't have Tayra Neviyim and Ksuvim. Okay? Now, why can't you learn Tayra? Because Tayra brings us to Simcha. We're going to learn this particular types of Tayra. We're going to have a fascinating conversation. Velishnais, Bemishnah, Batamud, Medjar, Allah, Zagadais. Now let us learn Mishnah, Gemara, Medrash, Halachas, and Agados, Avokari, Huba Makam, Shaina Ragalikrais. However, listen to this. You're allowed to read parts of Tyra that you don't really understand. Says Rashi, you know why? Because there's no great. That's Mamish Tsaris. When you have a piece of Tyra which you haven't grasped yet, it's very frustrating. And therefore, there's no concern it's going to lead to Simcha. Not going to lead to joy now. It's just we, we know right now it's considered frustration for you. According to this brisa, you are permitted to learn that. The kari bekinus, your lettery kinus of the ei bubivarim aram shabiyirmiya, all the things that are that are the unhappy stories of yirmiya, betinayko shabes rabban betelim, and also even the children. There's no school that day. They also should not be learning Torah. Bishum shenamar pikude Hashem yisharim misamche lev. The words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Pekudim of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, are Mesamchelev. It brings to Simcha, to joy and gladness of the heart. Rabbi Yudah, Amen. Rabbi Yudah says, Af He says, no. Don't say you're allowed to read a Gemara that you, or any area of Torah that you don't fully understand. Even that you're not allowed to learn. You're also not allowed to learn Tyra, even if you don't really fully understand it. Maybe you'll understand it. You might become happy. 
But it's permitted to learn the various things that have to do with tzaras and and unhappiness and the fasting and the kinnis. Which is we, which is what we know, we practically do, right? That um, we on Tishubav refrain from all areas of Torah that don't have to do with the story of Tishubav, with halachas of Tishubav, or any unhappy parts of Nevi'im and Ksuv. Period. End of that Gemara. Weiter in the Mishnah. Four lines to the bottom of the Yomud. On Erev Tishabav, we don't eat meat or drink wine. Tana, we learned in a Brisa. Avo, however, you're allowed to eat very salty meat. And you're allowed to drink wine from his vat. Says the Gemara, Okay. Um, What's considered salty meat? Every meat needs to be salted to be kosher. So what, at what point is a meat considered salty enough that you're allowed to eat it? As long as it's like a shlom. Okay. What does it mean as long as it's like a shlomim? It's, uh, it's salt. It's not salted. It, I'm sorry. It is salted long enough that... It's, a, it's been in salt for the amount of time that it's muttered or bring a shlomim. So it's, it was salted for two days and a night. Anything less than that is not considered salty meat that's permitted. Anything less than that is going to be forbidden. V'yayin migita yad kama. Okay, what's considered wine coming from the vat, okay, which means it was recently pressed. Kolzman shehu taiseis. If it's still taiseis, it's still fermenting. So it's not really full-fledged wine, and now I want to have it as part of my dessert. Tana, we learned in Abraisa, Yayin Taiseis, Ein by Mishum Giloi. If you have Yayin Taiseis, there's no issue of Giloi. Wine, a, a wine that started fermenting but has not yet been turned into full-fledged wine, there's no problem of leaving it uncovered. The Kama, uh, uh, overnight, okay? The Kama Tisisasai. Uh, and until when is it considered in the, the earliest stages of fermenting where it's not yet considered wine? Answers the Gemara, Gimel, Yamim. In the first three days. Okay. Amravira Maravira says the name of Rab. Kachayim Nagashavira Brabi Lai. This was the minute of Rabira Brabi Lai. Arab Tishba, Mavianai Pas, Chareva, Bimelach. And Arab Tishabav, they would bring him Pas Chareva, dried out bread, Bimelach. With salt. The Aishav and Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Eli would sit top of Amud Beis, between Tanor and Kirayim, between the Tanor and the Kirayim. What does it mean between the Tanor and the Kirayim? Between the furnace and the oven, Rashi says it was a very dirty place. He would eat his Sudas Mavsekas in a low place. Okay? Makam and Nuvul Shababayas. It's kind of like the, uh, you know, the. Um, the, the coal room, okay? And he would eat his dried out bread. And he would have a canteen of water. And Imamish looked like somebody who lost a close relative. We learned in a Mishnah over there, okay? In Mesechas Psachim. 
A place where it's mutter, they have a they have a, a minog to work on Tisha B'av, Eisen. So, okay, if that's your minog, go do it. If the minog is to not work on Tisha B'av, ain't Eisen. Any place, no matter what, a Talmud Chacham on Tisha B'av is not allowed to go to work. Even if the minog of everybody else is going to work, a Talmud Chacham may not. Everybody should consider themselves to be a representative of Torah, to be a Torah scholar. And therefore, nobody should go to work, no matter what. A person should consider himself to be a Talmud Chacham, in order to cause himself inoy, in order to cause himself aggravation on Tisha Tanya Idach, we learned in a brisa similarly. Reb Shimgal says, "Kol aichav v'shoisah betespa." Of anybody who eats and drinks on Tishabav, kilo aichav v'shoisah b'mi kipurim. It's like eating and drinking on Yom Kippur. Tishabav, the fast, the obligation to fast is as severe. It's a severe fast like Yom Kippur, even though it's a rabbinic fast. Reb Akiva Imer, Reb Akiva says, "Kol aisem melacha betishabav." Anybody goes to work on Tishabav, you should know. Ain't I right? Esim and brachalaylam. You're not going to be. You're not going to see any simen. You're not going to see any signs of blessing. You might have gone to work, but to have actual blessing come out of that work, it's not going to happen. Anybody who goes to work on Tishabav, and they, they distract themselves, Margin, they distract themselves from mourning over the destruction of Yerushalayim. If you want to be a, if you want to have part. If you want to have part of the joy of the rebuilding of Yerushalayim, by definition, you need to you need to be aware of the destruction as well and feel a chilek of the of the pain of the loss. Shenemar, as it says, Simchu es Yerushalayim, rejoice and be happy with Yerushalayim Giluba and be happy with it. Everyone who loves a sisu ita mosois koyla misablum aleha. From here, the Chum say, Call a person who is misabel, who feels mourning over Yerushalayim, who realizes within the beauty of the land of Eretz Yisrael, there's constant destruction as well. Yes, we love Eretz Yisrael, we see the beauty of the Kaisal in all these places, but we realize that really the Kaisal is representative, it represents destruction. Imagine the beauty that was there prior and the opportunity to, to have a greater and greater relationship and come closer to Rabbi Yisrael that we, we just don't have the capabilities right now to have, that person will merit to see its joy, the rebuilding, a person who does not mourn over Yisrael, Somebody who completely ignores Tishabov eats meat, drinks wine, I love a cause of Aimer, but he al your own Averis are afflicting your bones, right? It's your own problem, it's your own fault. When the Beis Hamikdash ultimately is rebuilt, but that person's bones do not come back, those person's bones um, are not rebuilt along with the Beis Hamikdash. Such an important Gemara, which doesn't only refer to Tishabah, right? The Gemara's, this discussion is based around Tishabah. But this 
message of the Gemara applies to us today. It applies year-round to Avada, certainly remain joyful and happy in our role as a Yid, but also recognize that there's Avelis, there's constant loss and destruction that's taking place now that we don't have the Beis HaMikdash. Rabbi Yudah Mechaev B'Kfiyas Mita, Rabbi Yudah says, you got to turn over your bed on Tisha B'Av, Le'Yayd Nacham did not agree with him, Tanakh learned to Rabbi Yudah, Nacham said to Rabbi Yudah, according to your words, that you got to sleep on an on a upside-down bed, there are certain people who are not well enough to sleep so uncomfortably. Like a nursing woman, a pregnant woman, they need their sleep. When I said to do it, I meant somebody who's able to. I didn't say everybody, you know, you're not able to, you're not able to. We learned in the Bible if you will agree, you don't have to turn your bed over if you're not able to. Nacham agreed with Rabbi Yehuda that when you're able to, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sleep in an uncomfortable way. So if everybody really is agreeing, what's the difference in their opinions? Answer the Gemara. The difference is the rest of the beds in the house. Okay? What does that mean? Listen to this. Kiddetanya. Because we learned in Ebraisa, Kisha'amru lichpay samita. In Avel, somebody who's in mourning is obligated, it's the is you're supposed to turn your bed over, make it uncomfortable. Not only your bed, this applies to every bed in the house. So the Nafkamina is going to be when we say turn over the beds, and the Chum say you don't have to, right? So the difference is going to be. What Rabbi Huda says, turn it over, it means no matter what you turn it over, whether or not you're sleeping on it. Nechama are going to disagree with that. Omar Rava, Rava says, The halacha is like our tanav, but the chachamim did not agree with him, call ikr at all. Okay? Chachamim did not agree with Rabbi Huda at all, and they say that the chachamim hold that you do not need to turn over the bed. Omar Shem says, Okay. We're going to get into a fascinating uh, Gemara now. And uh, this is going to take us, uh, th- this conversation is going to continue a little bit later on on the final daf of our Mesechta as well. But let's keep going. The Mishnah said, in the name of Shemeng Amliel, the most joyous day for Klai Yisrael was the 15th day of Av, Tuba Av, V'yoy Makipur. These are very happy days. Now listen to this. We would say Yom Kippur is a happy day. It says the Gemara, actually the opposite question. It says the Gemara, listen. I understand Yom Kippur is mamish, the happiest day of the year. We have forgiveness. We Baruch Hu allows us to restart our relationship. We remove the, the stones from our hearts. We get a clean start. Ah, refreshing, beautiful. What joy when you walk out of Shul, right when Yom Kippur's over, that feeling of elevation and closeness to Rabbanu Shalom, that simcha beyond. We understand why Yom Kippur's a happy day. Also, the second set of luchas came down in Yom Kippur to tell Kal Yisrael that we were forgiven. 
Elatuba of Maihi. Why is the 15th day of Av so happy? Why is it so important? Om Rav Yudumar Shmuel. Rav says in the name of Shmuel, Yom Shehotu Shvatim Lavoi Zebazeh. Because this was the day that the Shvatim were allowed to marry into each other. Okay? That um, there was a whole conversation. If you have a girl who owns land, and a conversation meaning a, a discussion slash machoikas, we were unsure. If you have a girl who owns land in Eretz Yisrael, she inherited the land of her family, and she's from a particular shevet, the question was, is she now allowed to intermarry to a different Shevet when that land, which let's say she was from Shevet Dun, is now going to be used by her husband, Shevet, uh, she marries God. Okay? So they made a drusha saying that it's okay. So it was a happy day. More marriages were understood to be permitted. My Darish, what was the drusha? It says in the Torah, this is the matter that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to B'nai Tzalavchad when they said, why should we lose out, right? They didn't have the, the five daughters. Why shouldn't we get, we also want land in Eretz Yisrael. So they said, this halacha of the B'nai Tzalavchad marrying within their shevet uh, applied specifically to Darzet. To this generation and no further and no further generations. Amr of Yosef, Amr of Nachman. Rav Yosef says in the name of Rav Nachman, Yom Shehuta Sheib and Yom Lavei Bekal. The fifteenth day of Av is also a very special and joyous day, because that's when Sheib ben Yamin was again permitted to marry into the rest of Klal Yisrael. Shnemar ve'Ishisol Nishba ba'Mitzvah Leimar. Originally, by the unfortunate incident of the Pilegash Begiva. Um, where Sheva ben Yamin uh, sinned tremendously. There was a civil war that broke out in Klai Yisrael and everybody you know, pushed away the tribe of ben Yamin and everybody swore to each other, nobody's going to allow their daughters to marry with Sheva ben Yamin. So then why ultimately did we uh, uh, later allow marriage with that Sheva? My Darish, where do you see a drasha that it didn't continue? Uh, to any further generations, Amarav Mimenu, they said, we're making the oath that Ish Mimenu, each man from us, the Loi Mibaninu, but they didn't extend that to their children. So they they made a drasha that their children, that their children are going to be permitted to intermarry with each other. Okay, so that's the second um, reason why the 15th day of Av is a day of gladness. Both of them having to do with marriage, right? And we said, what did they do? The girls would go out and dance, as we're going to focus on on tomorrow's daf. Um, both of them having to do with marriage. Number one is, we learned that the Shvatim um, were allowed to intermarry even, even when a young lady was from a particular uh, inherited land from a particular Sheba. She was allowed to marry a guy from another Sheba, also by, by Sheba Binyamin. Amar Rabbah Barbachana, Amar Rav Yechran, Rabbah Barbachana says, name of Yechran, another reason. Reason number three. Yaim Sheku, again, Amar Rabbah Barbachana, Amar Rav Yechran, Yaim Sheku Loibai, Meisei Midbar. This, the fifth day of Av, was the day where everybody, the remaining members of the Dar HaMidbar, went into their graves on Tishabav, expecting to die, that they're not going to be allowed in Territory. They did this throughout the 40 years, and people would die, and other people would come out. 
in the in the last year, in the last year on Tisha B'av, the last people realized that they actually were not going to die. Listen to this: the Yomar Mar, because the Tana taught us, "Ad shall I call Mesei Midbar?" Until everybody in the Midbar passed away, there was no Dibor in Maisha. Because Baruch Hu did not have that same level of prophecy with Maisha Rabbeinu, as long as there were the sinners of the time of the Miraglim. Only when everybody, continue, only when everybody ultimately died, then Maisha Rabbeinu says, Hashem spoke to me. That's when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, did speak to Maish Rabbeinu and went back to the same original level of, of uh, Nevoah, which had originally been there. Amar Ula, another reason why, Ula gives another reason why Tuba of is a day of, of, of Sasain and Simcha, of gladness. And this is going to be the last reason for today. We'll have some more reasons tomorrow. But Ula, Amar Ula says, Yem Shabitil Haishaya ben Ila pros diais Okay, here's what happened. Um, Yeravim Benavot set up officers enforcing that people from the upper part of the northern part of Eretzol are not allowed to go to Yerushalayim to be Ayla Regal and worship in the base of Mikdash. He set up two Avedizars. Now, Haishaya Ben Ela. When Hosea ben Elo went ahead and he removed, now Hosea ben Elo was also a Russia. Okay, okay. He was also a Russia, but he removed these guys. Why? Listen to this. It was a happy thing, even though he was a Russia, but he removed them. Why? Va'amari said, It's a free world. They can go worship whatever they want. They worship by the Zergla. But the Misa, he removed those officers, and therefore people now had the ability to go back to Yerushalayim. And the Ayla Regal, Memela, that's another reason why, even though he was a Russia and he had a different idea. But that's why it is a day of gladness and simcha. Bezajem, we will pick up from the top line of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph tomorrow evening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week, everybody. Agutavach.